Thank you for listening to the podcast of John Thiel Maasbach. We hope it inspires you and pray this message will bless you. Today again, I would like to speak about the subject of prayer. You know, the subject of prayer is so large that we could preach the whole year and the next and the next about it because there's so much the Bible says about prayer and it is so important to the life of a believer. Prayer should be something that is not strange to us. We should be people of prayer and God is looking for a people of prayer people that will fellowship with him and commune with him. But it's not just praying for those that are in need and praying for the problems and that prayer is always a battle. But, you know, prayer is also the way that we are blessed in our life with him. It it brings such a blessing to us. And so today I've chosen a scripture and it shows us a path, a way that we can follow someone that went before us, And if we follow that same path, there are blessings there for us. And you know, the path of prayer is a good path to follow. It is a path that is filled with blessings. But let me read this scripture first for you. And it is Psalms 65, verse 11 and 12. And it says, You crown the year with your goodness, and your paths drip with abundance. They drop on the pastures of the wilderness, and the little hills rejoice on every side. You know, in another translation, it says your paths drip with fat or with oil. Oh, I like that too, because, you know, the oil that signifies the spirit, it signifies, uh, you know, the anointing of God, it signifies the abundance and the richness of the Lord. It says here, your paths drip with abundance. You know, I want to walk on a path that has the abundance of the Lord there for me. And I know if I will follow this path, there is abundance, there is blessings there that I can enjoy and that will come into my life. And so one very special path that without a doubt is a path that we should follow, is the path of prayer. If you as a believer will visit your prayer closet often, I tell you, you will always have food for your spirit. Being in prayer feeds our spirit man. You know, man is more than just a body of flesh with muscles, etc., and bones. There is a spirit man. This man in the flesh, you know, the fleshly man, there is a time set for it, you know, and the time will come for all of us that this fleshly man will be put to rest in the earth. But the spirit man that we have that lives inside of this physical man, that is a man that is also in need of food. Our physical man needs food, the nerves, the bones, the muscles, they need food, you know, so that we can also have energy to move forward. But so also the spiritual man needs food. It needs to eat. You know, some people, they feed their physical man, but they never feed their spiritual man with spiritual good food. Or maybe they feed their spiritual man, but it is with all kinds of awful things. 
and that will be found back in the way they live their life. But we should fill it with good food, spiritual food, holy food, clean, pure food. And then I tell you, it will give our spirit man a energy and it will give it a life. It will give it a abundance. It will give it a blessing. And so we need to spend time in prayer because our spiritual man needs to commune with God. Prayer is the way that our spirit man communes with the Father. And we can do that in the name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus, we commune with our heavenly Father. Our spirit communes with him. And also, if you are one of those tongue-speaking Christians, if you have been filled with the Holy Spirit, been baptized in the Holy Spirit and speak in new tongues, the Bible says you are building up your inner man. You are feeding your spirit man. Well, this is also, of course, in prayer. But you know, when you pray, sometimes your prayer is like wrestling with God. But you know, don't be afraid of a little wrestling in prayer. Because wrestling in prayer also makes you strong, even when wrestling is difficult sometimes. Oh, I tell you still that wrestling, it strengthens you. And as wrestling in our physical body makes us strong in our physical body, so wrestling in the spirit can make us strong in our spirit, man. Spending time, you know, I'm not talking about arguing with God. I'm not talking about being disobedient and wanting to put your will before his will in your prayer. That kind of a wrestling, oh, that's wrestling that makes you tired. But, you know, I'm talking about that wrestling when you have the promises of the Lord and you are seeking God and you are just moving forward and, and you are wrestling to get those promises in your life being materialized, becoming reality and not just in your life, but maybe for your church or for your ministry or for your city and your pleading and your interceding and your wrestling upon the promises of God with God to see his grace and his mercy to arise and to abound. You know, I tell you, that's the wrestling that gives you strength in the spiritual man. But you know, there is another trail, another path that overflows with food for your spirit man. And that is the trail or the path of communion with God, having communion with God. And that is also in prayer, you know, that we are communing with him. Uh, Brother John, why are you saying these two as two separate things? Well, you know, some people, their prayer is only a list of things that they want or need. But that's not really communing with God. Communing with God, spending fellowship with him. Well, I would say, if you really want to know what communion with God is, read the Psalms. As you are reading the Psalms, I tell you, David gives such an example as he is communing with God, fellowshipping with God. You know, oh, you read in the Psalms that he talks about his needs. He talks about the enemies. He talks about the problems. He talks about the valleys. But yet that's not what the Psalms all consist of. There is praise there. There is worship there. There is thanksgiving. And there is uttering the greatness and the goodness of God. There is the fellowship with the Father. 
I tell you, you find it all in the Psalms. And, you know, that is a path where there is an abundance. That path, you know, somebody went before us on that path. And, you know, the anointing is there and the power is there and the blessings are there as we are following Jesus on that path of communion with our Heavenly Father. I tell you, there are no words to express the feeling that you get the rest, the peace of the Lord that flows to your mind and your heart, your spirit man, as you are communing with him, not asking for anything, not battling for anything, not wrestling, but just spending time in his presence. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. You know, if you read that story, that the staff of Aaron was put in the presence of God, and it just stayed there overnight. The next day, it was full of blossoms and flowers. And I tell you, just staying in that presence of the Father, just communing with Him, I tell you, it will bring blossom in your life. It will bring flowers, good-smelling, good-looking flowers in your life. It will make it so pleasant for others to be in your presence because you have been in the presence of the Almighty One, of the Father. And I tell you, it will let all the goodness and good things of God flow into your life. And it brings such a peace. You know, maybe you say, well, I have peace, John, because, you know, I am a child of God. But I found in my life there are different dimensions of peace. And God can take you from the one into the other. And you think that you knew what peace was. But you know, until you came into that new dimension of peace, you didn't know that there was a peace beyond your understanding that existed. But you will come into a new dimension of peace as you are communing with him, fellowshipping with him, flowing in the Holy Spirit. You know, I think one of the problems that many people have is that they are spending their whole life in the valley. They have built their house in the valley. You know, I never build a house in the valley. I I maybe put up a tent there because I had to spend some time there. But, you know, I never build a house. I never made it permanent. If you build a house, you know, you're saying it's permanent here. But I never build a house in the valley. Oh, I had my tent with me, and we passed through it, and we moved from one place to another and to the next and to the next as we were traveling out of that valley, through that valley, but out of it, you know, onto the mountaintop again. Oh, the tent was there as we had to stay there, maybe here and there for some periods of time, but I never built a house there. Some people, they have built their house in the valley, and now their prayer life is asking God to come live with them in that valley as they have decided to stay in that valley. But my dear friend, you know, I just want to tell you today, you need to climb that mountain top again. Prayer, and that's what I'm talking about, wrestling, communing. Oh, maybe you have been in that valley for a long time. Well, you communed with the Father in that valley, and I have found He's always very near in the valley. He is very close in the valley. Oh, I tell you, that is a time that you get restored, that you get refreshed, that you get restrengthened. But yet, 
Don't build a house and stay there and say, Lord, dwell with me here in the valley because I want to stay in this valley. No, my dear friend, you have got a new strength, new energy, new vision to move out of that valley. And now get up, leave that house behind in that valley and start climbing that mountain again. Yes, that climbing is like wrestling and it's hard work and it takes time. And maybe you've gained two steps and again, you were pushed back one step. But again, I tell you, move forward two steps again. Oh, that mountain top is already in sight. The opening of the tunnel is already there in the distance. You need to climb on, my friend. You need to move forward, my friend. Oh, don't be afraid of that mountain. Oh, you need to face that mountain. Don't move away from that mountain and and, and, and run back into that valley of your life. Move forward towards that mountain. Confront that mountain in Jesus' name. Put on your climbing gear. Oh, be all prayed up and ready. Be all full of the Holy Spirit. Be full of his power and his strength. And now, with Jesus, oh, hand in hand, climb that mountain. Wrestle that bear. Wrestle that lion. And move forward. Because I tell you, Oh, it is worth it, as you will be on that mountaintop again. There's no question about it. God will bring you to the mountaintop again. Listen, my friend, there is no question about it. The devil cannot keep you in that valley. He cannot keep you in that pain and that suffering. He cannot keep you in that darkness. You are a child of the Most High God. He is with you. Hallelujah. He is with you in that dark valley. He is with you in that pain and that suffering, but hallelujah, he's with you to climb with you out of that valley, climb that mountain again, and he will bring you to that mountain top into his wonderful light and sunshine again, into a new dimension of peace, into a new dimension of the knowledge of Christ, into a new dimension of the glory of the Almighty One. Oh, hallelujah. Well, you know, you have that great example of the Psalms. You have the great example of the life of David. Of course, there are so many other lives in the Bible. Think of Abraham and all the many others in the Bible that you can take as an example. But today, look at the life of David and put the Psalms that he has written next to a situation where he was. And that will help you how to act in your situation. You know, sometimes you read those Psalms and you think, you know, oh, yes, it was easy for him to give this worship or this praise. But as you take that psalm and align it in the timeline where he was in his life, what difficulty was going on in his life, how his family turned against him, how he was battling the family of Saul or even Saul himself that came after him to kill him, how he was battling the enemies or maybe even his own failing and falling but you put the psalm next to it that he wrote. I tell you, that was a psalm. That was a, a battle. That was a wrestling with God. That was a progressing out of the valley, climbing the mountain, already speaking as if he was on the mountaintop, even though he was not there yet. But in faith, he was proclaiming it. And you know, every time God brought him to that mountaintop, you know, there is a reward if you live like this, if you live in this kind of a prayer life where in one way you are wrestling and growing and 
and you are becoming stronger, and on the other hand, you are resting, and you are in communion and fellowship with him, there will be a reward for you. Well, the reward, you know, the greatest reward is that God will be with you there. Oh, to be with the Lord in fellowship, in oneness, there's nothing else you need. There's nothing else this world can give or has to offer that is greater than abiding in the presence of God. I mean, that just gives such a completion to your life. That gives such a fulfillment. Oh, I tell you, there's nothing else you would want to exchange that feeling, that wonderful experience with with some earthly thing that comes and passes by and goes away. You know, the reward is there, the presence of God, but the reward is also the victory you will have. And the reward will also be the testimony that you will have as you have come out of that valley and are standing on the mountaintop. Yes, it will be a testimony in your life. And that testimony is important. The testimony is important for you yourself, as maybe in a few years you will go through another valley. You will have the testimony, your own testimony of the past, that will strengthen you and help you and enable you in the next valley to rise up again and to climb that mountain again and to move forward. But it's also a powerful testimony for your loved ones, for your family, your intimate family, maybe the broader family, but also for your neighbors and for your colleagues or students that you are with daily. I tell you, your testimony, not just the testimony of your miracle that you're out, but your testimony of how you went from that valley and through that valley and came back on that mountaintop, the journey you made, that was impossible to do in your own strength. But you know, the Lord enabled you to do it as you were wrestling and climbing and moving forward, not in your own strength, but in his strength, in the strength and the power of the Holy Spirit. Well, you know, it will not just be a testimony for them that they would fear God and also seek God, but it will be an example for them. Your life will be an example for those that are living in the valley, that are living there in a house that they build and they think they will never move out of that dark spot. They will always stay there and they will die there. Your life, your testimony will be an example that what God has done for you, he will also do for them. So my dear friend, let your life Oh, be rewarded with a testimony, with blessings, and that you may be an example. And I tell you, you know, if you count it all up together, you can only say, I am blessed. This is a blessing. Oh, your prayer life, as you are walking that path, following Jesus, picking up the blessings that he has laid down, or as it says, as he has dropped, you know, as it dripped of his robe, the fatness, the, the oil of his anointing and the power, and you're following that trail, and it is coming into your life in victory, in healing, in breakthroughs, in endurance, in strength, in peace, and in joy in the midst of your trials. I tell you, that is a blessing. You are truly blessed. It is so different when you go through these difficult times in life as being the blessed of the Lord or without that blessing. Oh, I tell you, but as you move as the blessed of the Lord, it will be a testimony. It will be an example, but it also will be an inheritance that you leave behind. 
You will leave that as an inheritance, that path that you walked, that your children may follow after you, that your grandchildren may follow after you as you are following after those that went before you. And ultimately, we are all following the Lord on that path, that path of prayer, that path of holy communion with the Father that is full of blessings, that is full of the anointing of God, because the anointed one walked that path before us, and he dripped those blessings, the answers, the oil of the anointing on that path. And as we follow, we are just enjoying those blessings And we are leaving that as an example, as an inheritance for our children and our grandchildren and whoever will follow us and come behind us. Oh, my friend, let me pray for you today. Let me pray all that for you in your life. Maybe you are in that valley right now. And maybe you also have moved from a tent into a house. You build a house in that valley. Oh, yes, you are praying. Yes, you are communing with God, but you never know the joy of it in its fullness because you have asked the Lord to come with you in your valley, but you're never coming with him out of your valley to the mountaintop. Oh, my dear friend, let's pray together. Let's wrestle together. Let's commune and fellowship together with our Heavenly Father in Jesus' name through the Holy Spirit that we may get out of that house that we may move forward out of that valley, climb that mountain and be on that mountain top in the glorious light and the glorious anointing, the glorious glory of the Lord that will be upon us. Oh, Father, I pray right now for those that are longing and that want to move out of that house in the valley. Lord, release them somehow. Lord, break those bounds with that valley. Maybe they have become too comfortable there in that valley. Maybe they are just stuck there in that valley. But I pray, break those bounds, Lord, that is binding them, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Father, I ask you, just set them free as they are moving into a new prayer life now, as they are moving into a new communion and fellowship with you. I ask you in Jesus' name, help them, Lord, to rise up and to move towards that mountaintop. Help them, Lord, to confront that mountain and to start climbing again in faith, in Jesus' name, in your power, in your strength, Lord. Let them climb up out of that darkness, climb up out of that sickness, that pain, that depression, that oppression, and that hurting, Lord. Lord, in the name of Jesus, as they are praying now, let them enjoy the blessings. Let them enjoy the anointing of the anointed one upon their life, Lord. Let them enjoy the breakthroughs that you will give them. And Lord, set their feet upon that mountaintop. Bless them, Lord. Reward them, Lord. Let them have a testimony of your greatness and your goodness. Let them become an example for family and friends, Lord. Lord, let them be a blessing for themselves and for those around them. And Lord, that they may leave it as an inheritance, Lord, for their children and grandchildren and many others around them. Lord, that others will also walk on that path that you walked before us and that they will be in your light and your life in Jesus' mighty, wondrous, all-victorious name. Hallelujah. 
。アーメン Thank you for listening to this podcast. Do you wish to listen to more messages? Go to themessagestation.com. Also visit us at maasbach.com. 